Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here with Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. They are hosts of the Jim, the Norton, Jim Norton and, and Sam oh. Roberts. I was just I I was allowing no, no no no. I was allowing the applause to build into a crescendo. Thank the you. Jim Norton and Sam Roberts show on Sirius XM 103 and what's 206. And 206. They're hoping to get it to one channel across, but XM series. It's such a weird uh, merging. It's right. not like a merge. It's like the Soviet Union. It's like they're under the umbrella of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. but then they fell apart. They went right back to where they were supposed to be. Right. That's how it feels. It's balkanized channels. Yes. Um, and Jim is a repeat guest. Yes. Sam Roberts, first time guest. Yes. Jim is a renowned pervert. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, how we met. Yeah. Yes. Me and well, Sam. You know, me and actually, Sam, not me and you. Oh. Me and Sam. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> uh, what am I agreeing I nodded to? to that, and I'm, yeah, I was going to see where it was going to go. I've been on like what, three times, four this times? This is your third time. Oh, third, okay. Yes. And the last time we talked, juicy heinies, big feet, big vaginas. Oh, that was this morning on the radio. Yeah. Really? Okay, so you're still... Same guy. I'm the same person. <laughs> um, I don't know how to ask this without it seeming super creepy. I'm not talking about myself, but I'm just like, sure. as a pregnant lady, I, I check all those boxes now. Are you into pregnant women? Um, human no, submarines? Human <laughs> submarines, as Ken Bone would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, it's not a fetish of mine. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to take myself out yeah, of this yeah, no, question. I know, I'm just you, saying my... What's f- size feet? Your feet don't look big. <sighs> They're swollen. Oh. You're into actually big feet. Yeah, like I like, like size 10 feet, like not necessarily swollen. Right. Like, you know, someone right off a plane. Um, but no, pregnancy is not one of my fetishes. Uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but it's never been anything I sought out. Sam. Yeah. Where are you on the pervometer? Pretty low. I mean, I enjoy other people's tales. <laughs> well, we know. all do. You're right, right, right. Is pure entertainment. But I've been married for four years, and I've uh, been in a relationship with her for eleven, and it's really pretty traditional. I have a mm-hmm. very boring sex life. It's Is about, it boring? Yeah, it's seven minutes at a time. Wow. Okay. So you just pretty much hop on. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Minimal foreplay. Is it you always can- you hopping on versus her hopping on? No, she'll make, I mean, she won't just hop on, but she'll make sort of like gestures as to like, okay, let's fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. What's a fuck gesture? Like you touching you or saying yes. something? Yes, no, oh, no, no, touching okay. me. And then I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, there, there's like probably three minutes of touching. Are you guys kissing while you touch? Yeah. Okay. At the very beginning. And then I try, and then, you know, I like to kiss in the beginning and then be kind of done with it. Okay. I like to. I, I like you, sex. Like I like food. Like I eat one thing at a time. Oh, when I'm one eating. of those. Right. So like, if there's corn and bread and chicken, I'll probably do corn, then bread, then I'll eat chicken. So like, I'll kiss, and then manually stimulate genitals, then insert. No oral. Or or do oral in between. Yeah. So you'll manually. I'm amazed. Like, listen, I envy that. But the whole thing gets done in about seven minutes. I don't. Like the average. I know I envy that because of the simplicity of it. Like mm. I need so many bells and whistles to even yeah. it, to, to for me to even know that there's not like the fact that you could just kiss the little manual stimulation. That's it. I could a little li- bit of oral. That's I could fine. literally do that while watching a fucking train suicide on <laughs> chaotic.com. <laughs> yeah, see I we've talked about this before. I'm kind of the same. I need an increasing amount of bells and whistles because my brain is just like will go off in a bunch of directions. Dirty talk or no? Yeah, ideally. Do you do it or you only get it done? I, I'm i selfish in that way where I prefer to just hear it and then I'd rather not have to 
I sound like an asshole saying you know, that. So when a that's guy, my my I would prefer to hear it. I can do it, but it's I always feel like, oh, really? I'm such I sound so selfish. No, no, I always talk good. You do? Yeah. Does what it, type of stuff do you say? Like I'll like if I'll, I'll touch a girl on her genitals and I'll just go like Puh, and I'll be like, Yeah, it looks like your cooter's ready. Gets <laughs> <That's>, her going. <laughs> it's getting me going. Yeah, it gets going, gets her going, gets her ready. Does it turn you on to do the dirty talk as well? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I'm very, I have to, or if I lose the moment, I'm gone. I fade away. I feel so stupid doing dirty talk. Do I, really? I always get worried I'm going to say the wrong thing. That's what we all worry about. Because yeah. it's so like it, it's it's so specific to the individual. Like you could say something that in your head is like very obviously as sexual as it can get, and they just look at you like, what? What's you something say? you've said dirty? I, know I don't. You, uh, I really don't say dirty. I don't. We don't, I don't. I rarely talk dirty. So like, I'll I'll say something like, if I touch a girl and, and I feel like she's turned on. I'll say, man, your hole is wetter and shit. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> One time. I love it. <laughs> the girl's uh, like, oh, you like that? And you're like, yeah, it's wetter than shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'd hate to throw a toaster in this thing. <laughs> sopping. Yeah. It's sopping. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. One time an ex-boyfriend announced to me, like, I thought of something to say to you. And I was like. Oh, this will be good. Uh, it, first of all, don't announce it. Don't don't give it that much headroom, no right. pun. So I, however many li- hours later, what it turned out to be was in the heat of the moment, I want to throw you out a window. <laughs> really? <laughs> I want to throw you out a window. Oh, that's <laughs> like, awesome. Was he joking? No. <laughs> I, he, that's how much he was not on the same page as me in terms of all that. That to him, I think that that was like a super hot, dirty crazy thing to say and wow. that but that's why you would really do it for me that's the frustrating part about you not wanting to do the talking you just wanting to listen because yeah. like i can't pick up on your cues then like i would just kind of listen right. to what you say and figure out a way to repeat it because i knew that you, if you're saying it you like it so that's well, the direction i'm going in okay and then when you're like just gonna be quiet about it i'm like okay well let me make some shit up about throwing you out a window well right but i feel like there's also some fairly like standard textbook like this is just dirty talk 101 like i don't it doesn't have to be weird and crazy just like the sort of usual but i've also spent and i've talked about this before like i spent so much time around jim because like we haven't been doing this show together that long but we've been doing radio together for because you were a producer on opie and anthony Anthony, right and so like the amount of sexuality that he talks about, whether it's in texting or, or in Sam's ear or dirty talk, yeah, <laughs> or if it's just pillow talk, like it's so skewed. My thing of it's when you have friends, you could talk to your friends about what they're doing and you kind of gauge what's normal, what people do, what gets people off. But Jim is so far on the other end of the spectrum that my gauge of normal is way off. So I could say something that Jim would look at and be like, that's child's play. But an average girl would be like, what did you just say? Well, that's why I want to know what is something you've ever said that you're – because everyone gets embarrassed. The worst that can happen, that's why you got to do a little bit of the lead. You kind of guide it. Right. An intuitive person picks up on it. Yeah. Like one of my ex-girlfriends was a really good dirty talker. Like she would just pick up on what you wanted. Like you, you hint a little bit. Like you don't have to come out and go, could you talk about this? Like you should just kind of <laughs> – you know what I mean? You lead a little bit. Right. And then they – it's like – What know, should I talk about? Yeah. What do you want me to talk about then? Yeah. What do you want me to say? Yeah. Like you say one thing they don't like and you're like – Fine. Well, what do you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, what do you want me to say? 
Yeah, yeah. It's fucking dry down here. What do you want me to say? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Simmer down. I'm going to take care of that kindling pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird. It's like, yeah, we're all afraid of looking bad. We've all said dumb shit, but mm-hmm. I try to just be honest about what I'm thinking in the moment, what I'm turned on by. So in a way, I'm being truthful. Like if, if I like the way her armpits smell, I'll tell her. Or lick her armpits and tell her, and it's like even if it's embarrassing for them, a lot of times they're like women will like that because they know that at least you're in the moment and you're telling them the truth. And you can't like expect if I'm just on a dirty because I talk a lot. So if if I'm doing that, you as long as you don't expect her to react a certain way, it kind of uh, you know hopefully works. Well, here's a question for Sam then. Yeah. Because what I was going to say is. To what you just said, Jim, I was going to say, but I think there are some guys where what they're really thinking is, I love you. But then I thought, wait, is that true? So for a guy who's like not into dirty talk at all, I would imagine it'd be hard to just say what you're thinking because you're not thinking on that track. Or are you? No, I'm not thinking I love you. Like, yeah, because here's a problem. Like, I know that that my Jess would be thinking on those terms, but I'm thinking purely like sexual and want to like treat her like a piece of meat. Oh, well, then it should be easy for you to talk. Yeah, but she doesn't want to hear that. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Oh, she wants no. to hear something nice. Does she? I think so. No, you need to figure, you need to establish that. She probably might be a little dirty talking. Yeah. Well, they know it's coming from a, a good place and that you're both, it's almost like you're acting in a play. And then at the end of it, you're, you know, you, you know that you this take was, a bow. Yeah, right. exactly. You, you like take, taking that dick, you ugly piece of shit. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's her talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's when she puts her belt on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's funny. Yeah, I love you once in a while. You do want to say that. So you, 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 you frame it in other things. You know what I mean? I love you sucking my cock. Like you're saying it, but there's other stuff after it. And it's a weird like subliminal thing, but it's mm-hmm. also you're saying the words without freaking the person out. Yeah. Well, Jim, when we last talked, you... And by the way, for the listener who's like, are they going to talk about this the whole time? Maybe, but there's also other things I intend to talk about. Yeah, of course. But... Uh, when we last talked, you were sort of trying to curb the sex addiction with oh, the hopes, I? yeah, with and that was uh, over a year ago. With you the hopes there, right? that yeah, you yeah. would like it would allow you to get more work done, and yeah, and I, you didn't want it to be your identity. Yeah, I mean, it's still hard because like whenever I'm doing stuff, I just talk about it. You know what I mean? I'm not good at not talking about what's going on in life, so right. I just do. So, I, but I kind of at the point where I want a relationship. But I've gotten a lot done. I mean, the material, I'm, I've been on the road for, for since February, and um, my shoot date kept getting pushed back. We finally have a cemented shoot date for a special in mid-December. So I'm, that's my goal. That's what I'm working towards. A lot of it was radio shit, the, the Opie show falling apart, me and Sam. You know, getting together, that occupied a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an animation, which was well-received by some people, hated by others. So, like, I want to revamp that. That's something I've been wanting to revamp. I just didn't plan on having to revamp it in the middle of a fucking tour. How did it feel that it was hated by some, and why well, did they Well, they, they hate told it? me they hated it. A couple, a couple of reasons. One, what was it? It was for this character, Chip Chippers. Oh, yeah. And, and it was like, I did a, a GoFundMe thing, um, because I figured this way, I won't lose any. I'm not going to make any money. It's going on YouTube. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make zero. I just wanted to kind of come out at zero, or minus some, as opposed to my... So the whole thing was kind of, uh, it was well intended, but I didn't, I don't think I went about it the right way. And we wound up getting $60,000, which I still have not, I'm so paranoid to spend it now. <laughs> it's fucking just sitting there and I want to make sure I have the perfect idea, which you're never going to. Right. Um, cause it is other people's money. I spent 40 grand of my own money. It's like, that's, that's less important cause mm-hmm. it's mine. You know what I mean? I don't have one fucking stockholder to complain to and that's me. <laughs> so there's that. There's a few things I really do want to get done. Um, 
but there's been a lot of this, and I moved and all that shit. You know, when you move, it's a very life changing. Totally. And an eight chaotic. month renovation, everything's, you know, it's just a whole thing. How bougie. Well, it was just a pain in the ass because the place was dirty and it needed the work. It wasn't like I took, you know, I went marble floors. Like the <laughs> floors were shit. I had to have decent floors put in. Are you still in Manhattan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I stayed. I, I have a little bit more room right now, but the place needed a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to do it. I was listening to you guys on Fitzdog. Um, and he was talking about how buying property is like the best investment ever, which by the way, he sounds like my dad. Yeah. But, um, so you do own and you don't, right? No, so, I rent an apartment. Yes. The yeah. same in Westchester. With, same with me. Yeah. Not in Westchester, but I yeah. did for years. I, I bought my first place 2005. So I've been a, an owner for 11 years, but has it changed your life? Well, you you feel more secure. Like the first one was, I, I sold the first one and rolled it into this one. So I'm going to pay, still be paying mortgage for a while, mm-hmm. 10 years maybe. But you feel like you're less of a slave to do what you don't want to do because once I own my place and I, I outright owned it, all I'd have to pay for the rest of my life is monthlies. And I'll always be able to work enough to pay the monthlies in a condo. Right. Hopefully. Um, you know, there's always a way to get that kind of money as opposed to mortgage money or rent money. Yeah. So that it gives you security. But it also made me lazy. Because I was paid off. And now that I have a thing to work for, it remotivated me. Like, man, you got to fucking work, stupid. And, and it's like, I just, I keep. So you don't have that thing at all where you're like, I got to keep working because I want to just see the savings go up? Like, that doesn't motivate you? You have to have something. <laughs> no, nah, the savings, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm secu- I, I do what I, I live how I want to live. There's nothing crazy I want. Right. Like, I lease a car. I, you know, I live nice, but I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not extravagant with jewelry. I'm like, clothes are shit. Like, true. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to close it, match my co-host. <laughs> mean spirited. <laughs> but yeah, Sam is a saver. I was too for a long time. Like my mother's really good with money. My father right. not so much. So I, I learned the same lesson. Just don't be a dick. Um, buy some stock, you know. Right. You begin to feel security from seeing a certain number yeah. in the bank. Yeah. But a friend of mine, and by the way, again, like I said, I rent, so I'm not, I, I would, I would like to buy, but it. I find it the idea very daunting as well. Um, but how long have you been here? Uh, we've been here two or three years. Okay. Um, I think with the once the baby comes, I have a feeling that'll speed us up looking for a place. But I also while I'm pregnant feels like the wrong time to do it. Too stressful. Um, yes. So it just the whole moving and everything. But anyway, a friend of mine pointed out you still have the money. You're just transferring it. It's just in the house now. And yeah, it's like it's it's like when the stock market shit the bed in two thousand eight. I lost a little money, but most of my money for the prior three or four years had been dumped into my principal. So I was like, I didn't fucking lose everything because mm-hmm. you know they can't. Even if your apartment goes down, they can't take it. You still got a place to live. So I was smart. Fuck all those dummies. Hey, right, you just pay off the minimum and then you get eleven percent. Shut up. Wait, you not get eleven percent on your money. Dumb financial question. What is what is dumped into the principal mean? Means you paid into like say you owe a thousand dollars. There's a little interest you pay, and that's what the bank will charge you for years. All you're paying is the interest. Oh, so you're not even not even not touching even chipping away. Main, what's that? You're not even chipping right, away. Right. What's that? Main. <laughs> okay, uh, you you you. Uh, yeah, you're not Don't even explain hitting. Explain your character. Yeah, I had to because oh, otherwise you're not saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you know when you when you pay into the principal that knocks down the interest. Right. And, I think it's called amortizing. Uh, my friend Vinny explained it to me, but I'm I'm a little dumb with that. But I just know dump as much into it and fuck the bank so you don't have to pay him. The interest stinks when you're paying the bank interest. It makes yeah. me crazy. Um, so you guys have been in LA now for about a week? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't realize until I started poking around last night, you've done a shitload of press since you've been here. Yeah. How many podcasts have you done? This is the... Uh, this We've done 
we did nine shows, including this one podcast, and then Jim also did Comedy Central, and I then did, I, at midnight on Tuesday. Yeah, and then we also did the morning show. We did our show. We did Jason Ellis's show. This guy Rude Jude. We did his show. Mm-hmm. Greg Fitzsimmons podcast. Adam Carolla. You. Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. I went and did the Tomorrow Show. Tomorrow Show. And we both did. Uh, what, oh God, Tony Hinchcliffe's Kill Tony. Kill mm-hmm. Tony. Yeah. That was fun. We, we yeah. got a lot done. We wanted to do Rogan, but he's out of town. He's hunting. Of Joe's course a, he is. Joe's with an a bow animal. And arrow. He hunts and he just eats it. Like I, I really want to eat elk back. That you fucker. Do? I literally watch his Instagram like it's porn. Like, it's just <laughs> Joe cooking, and I'm like, why well, fucking? Like, that's how you know you're getting old and you're finished when you're watching <laughs> Rogan's Instagram, going, "Oh my god, that's delicious. I would love elk backs." <laughs> I should unfollow him for showing me that, and you know, I can't stop watching it. Um. Well, two questions. Have you guys hunted? And then the second one is, how are you feeling after having done all those shows? Am I getting fresh, Jim and Sam? Or are you guys all washed up? We're, we've been, we're always washed up. Because we're, we're always doing the morning show first. But like we're, we talk about anything. So it's always, yeah. this is easy. Talking yeah. is easy. Yeah. And, and all the hosts have been good. Yeah. Like everybody's good. So everybody's done a good job of talking about different stuff. No, but we haven't really done any shows where they've just kind of gone through the basic wikipedia interview it's all everybody's been good here i think that's what podcasting has done like so many people have just figured out how to be conversational that when you're being real and conversational you might hit a couple of the same topics but the things that are interesting to you aren't going to be interesting to this person that person so we end up going in different directions with everybody right yeah and i don't hunt oh yeah no me neither i never have i don't like it but a guy like joe i have no problem with because he eats it if you're hunting something and eating it, right? I have no issue with that. You know what I mean? And I don't even mind people deer hunting sometimes for the population, I guess. Deers are terrible. I, I, really, I definitely don't mind. There's way too many deers. Everybody gets into car accidents because deers run out on the highway. It's a really yeah, East Coast thing to feel, I think. It's deer. I understand. <laughs> it's like, yeah, do you call them shrimps? No. I there do. are some people. Do, do you? Yeah, well, Peter Dinklage's house. Take <laughs> 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 little people. <laughs> Get it? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> clever. No, it's not clever. Tune in, Jim Norton, Sam Robinson. <laughs> Jokes like that. <laughs> Call Peter Dinklage a shrimp. <laughs> we come to LA and call a beloved actor a shrimp. <laughs> nah, I don't mean. If I see him, I'll give his cheeks a pinch. Come here. <laughs> so I really like your show. Thank you. Um, you guys have a, have really good chemistry. How's it going so far? How do you feel like it's going? Um, we're both trying to get out of the contract. Yeah, um, it's fun. It's really been fun. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a really good time. Um, and I think it's going well. I think we're figuring it out as we go, which is the best way to do it. I think, and uh, it's gotten better. And as with every show, and we've had a couple moments that have been pretty notable already. And for only being on the air a month, I think that's pretty big. And well, I saw. Uh the video of Nancy Grace walking out. Yeah, love that. That's um, a great one. It was really good, and I was wondering how did you feel about it at the time? Because I've been an interviewer forever. However, if that had been me on the other end of her having a problem with all the questions, I know even though part of me is like this is really good, I inside would feel all conflicted about what was happening. The only thing that could have made me happier in that moment <laughs> would have been instead of walking out, she hung herself in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the only thing that could have brought me more joy. We literally, and I've said this on a couple other shows, but like the favorite piece of feedback we got from that was instantly the fans going, hey, stupids, it's not supposed to be bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> that we makes were, me laugh. Yeah, I mean, we were both like, when when she was booked, 
we didn't think she was going to come in mm-hmm. because we've both it's a said surprise booking, yeah. right? Well, well, no, I mean, not did... surprise, but I mean, it's a surprising booking. Yes. Yeah. And we've both said very nasty things about her in the past. She blocked me on Twitter and very few celebrities have ever blocked me on mm-hmm. Twitter. But Who I, else? I, I, was, I, I can't think of any other than her in all honesty. Yeah. Oh, oh, D-Ray. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't consider him a celebrity. I've never interacted with him. So it's probably some block just because of some statement I made. Right. I've got three. Who? Who? Kurt Schilling. He blocked you? Oh, yeah, he blocked me. For what? I was trashing him on the radio. I wasn't even tweeting him, and I guess he found out. Okay. And he blocked me. Uh, Chris Jericho. That one makes me happy. And I don't even know why he blocked me. I don't... Whatever it is, it makes me happy, because he loves Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known him for a while, too. Yes, I don't know why have. he blocked me. And uh, Kevin <laughs> Pollack. Why but Kevin Pollack? We got into a war. They don't like each other. A Twitter war? No. Uh, he started trashing me on the air, so I really started trashing him back much, much worse. What did, then it, what did he trash you for? He said he didn't like the sound of my voice. He said, this is when I was still on the air with Opie, Anthony, and Jim. And he's like, Kevin Pollock's a big Opie and Anthony fan. Uh, and he was like, yeah, but I hate Sam. I don't like Sam, blah, blah, blah. And he was doing it on like his podcast. And he went on Tom Papa's podcast and did it. And he said something on his Reddit AMA a couple years ago. And I was like, fuck that guy. And so I started trashing him like, Every chance that I got, like on the on the air, on the internet, everywhere. I literally thought it was a bit like when he first started mm-hmm. doing it. He did it while I was on. Like I don't like Sam. We always break you. Like on that show is such a toxic. We we would always say that. So it, it didn't strike me as odd at all. I really thought it was a bit at first. I'm like, right. why wouldn't he like Sam? It was. It didn't strike me as anything real. Right. So he's trashing Sam, and I'm like, yeah, I don't blame him. He's not like you know. <laughs> right. But then it's like, well, I was surprised that that was real. Yeah, he kept going. I, he must not like me anymore either because they, they said maybe I was going to do his podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if him and Sam would have been together, um, but then he just, I don't think he ever got back to us, so maybe he oh, doesn't wow. like me now either. Yeah, th- I'm sure that I, there's something in my essence or something that I said on the air or something one time just hit him on a, on a guttural level. I think you hit him because he's, he's Kevin is a nice dude and, mm-hmm. and like, for him to come after you that much, you got you really you dismissed him one time. I don't know what it is, right? But there was something he said might have been snide, and Kevin's never even admitted it to me. I've asked him, and he's like, "I just don't like his voice." But it's just that doesn't strike, no way. It doesn't seem like a Kevin Pollock thing because he doesn't really motherfuck people. Yeah, he's pretty uh, pretty pleasant guy. So Sam must have said something shitty about a movie he was in that you or, or something dismissive, whatever sure. it was that he heard. Or do you but, dislike his Christopher Walken impression? I haven't heard it. Okay. <laughs> it's very good. It's, it's I've quite heard good, it a, yeah. I've oh, heard it a lot. Oh, yeah. he's, he's not shy <laughs> about sharing it. <laughs> I'm humor impaired today. <laughs> I didn't get it either. Okay. <laughs> he really pipes in with it quite often. <laughs> you don't like it? No, he's very proud of it. He's very proud of it. <laughs> but So we didn't think Nancy Grace was going to do the show. Yeah. And then... To the to the day, like that day, we didn't think she was. We said, do "Don't tweet it." Yeah, we didn't want the fans reminding her. But mm-hmm. I used to call her piggy cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so when she walked in, I think we kind of both knew. We didn't talk about it. We both knew what how the interview was going to go because Jim and I are both fairly honest people. And your feeling about her is that she exploits victims. Oh, she does. Yeah, she definitely. She's does. disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's she's said things on her show that. Aren't true. She's she's made things worse for more people on her show, I think, than as she's made anything better for anybody. Mm-hmm. And when she's, you know, under the guise of fighting for people's rights, she's just trying to ramp up interest and ramp up her shows. I mean, the, like it's one thing to try to raise awareness to something that's being done unfairly, and it's another thing to have hashtag baby in a dryer. 
Do you know how digital to... media works? <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being happy to tell her, no, you blocked me on Twitter. I was really happy about that. <laughs> yeah. She's a fucking sickening individual. She because is. again, that whole, that's an excuse. See, she, she walks this weird line. Cause I, she's obviously a real crime victim. Her fiance was killed, which is awful, or her boyfriend. And I'm sure she cares about the victims on some level. I'm not saying she doesn't care about them, but don't tell me tot mom is dignified and, and a, a, a true way of, you don't need to spread the word for what? It's a criminal investigation. Right. What is the use of spreading the hashtag on Twitter? Right. And if you, if you fucking convince yourself that you're doing that, because maybe somebody will come forward, then you're just looking at yourself in the mirror and going, I need to convince myself that I'm not a pig. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Stop it. Just be truthful. What's weird is when I was watching it, there's moments where she kind of smiles and laughs and it almost, she almost seemed good natured at times, but then I guess she did feel gay. She hated me, obviously. And I didn't, she, she didn't like the way Sam grilled her on the wrestling questions. But she ran, if she would have just sat there, because she's a, fe- a feisty person, mm. she's not a pushover. So if she would have sat there and just debated us and said, that's it, you're wrong. Yeah, because we didn't attack. We didn't tell, you know. It probably would have ended with some of our fans being happy, but her walking out got press everywhere. She's right. such a dope. I loved it. I did too. Yeah. So in general, having done this for a while, if an interview starts to, if there is sort of a fractious feel to the interview or if there starts to be conflict, are you cool with that? Because I, I think that my instinct would be to try to smooth it over. And I'm like, I got to get rid of that instinct. Depends on what my honest feelings for the person are and why they're being, we're being toxic. Um, I try not to. Like we had Carrie. What's his name? Oh, he's from The Princess Bride. Uh, Carrie Elwes. Oh, yeah. And uh, the lead in that movie, good actor and a funny guy. But he and I didn't gel. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It didn't get nasty. But I think I might have done Chip or something or something. I think he misinterpreted something I did as kind of being snide to him, but it really wasn't. Right. But I remember having a couple of moments where I wanted to go, "What the fuck? What?" <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't because I knew that it was just a weird chemistry thing with us. It wasn't like. He was coming in to be a cock. And I didn't want to be a dick and wreck the interview or be an asshole to him. Like sometimes you know that eh, we're just missing each other a little bit here on signals and it's not worth fighting with the other guy about because it's not some aggressive thing. Right. Um, like when Paris Hilton was awful, I wanted to attack her, but she's not a hard, she's a very soft target. Mm-hmm. Ooh, best Paris Hilton, you fucking maverick. And she wasn't trying to be cunty. <laughs> She's right. just shitty. She was boring. She wasn't trying to be nasty to me. Right. She so, just wasn't bringing it. She just sucked. But I mean, again, she wasn't going, fuck you, or I'm being aggressive. So it would have felt like a little bullying and shitty just to attack her. Mm-hmm. What do you feel? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that that's right. Like, you really... I, I don't like the idea of going on the attack, right? Like, when you invite somebody on your show, unless it's a very special occasion, like a Nancy Grace or something, where it's like, why would you come in here? You know what I mean? Did you right. do no research on what shows you were doing? <laughs> Uh, Did you not even check your blocked Twitter accounts? Yeah. I still feel like it's a we're inviting you in and you're a guest and we should be respectful. Sure. As long as they're respectful of the fact that it's your house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's part of it. Like I also – even if I don't mind disagreeing with somebody, but I don't even need to fight them sometimes. Like I've had people on where I'll just interview and kind of get their opinion out there and just be like, oh, I think I think your opinion's – Interesting. I want the audience to hear your opinion. And it's not even necessarily, I don't feel compelled to debate it because I don't agree with it. But what difference does it make? I'm, like, can I'm you think interested. of an example of that? Well, like, uh, like I had Milo Yiannopoulos on oh, my yeah. show that I was doing at night before I was with Jim. And like, I'm very entertained by Milo. Um, I think he's great. Uh, I, I don't agree with the fact that like I would, if I had a daughter, I would rather 
her be a feminist than get cancer, which Milo wouldn't agree with, <laughs> according to what he says. Um, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, Milo, do you really <laughs> think feminism is worse than cancer? How can you say that? It's like, no, I'm going to let him go on and talk his shit and be kind of funny and entertaining about it and get people pissed off because I don't mind getting people pissed off either. Um, and so that's the way I see it, you know, unless somebody like starts going after me or is disrespectful to the way I'm hosting the show or puts me down, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not really there to fight people. That's probably the better attitude to have too. It's weird. Like I've debated a lot of people and it just is it can be entertaining for the audience. There's times where they really like it because both opinions are being heard. Uh, at times where it's really boring. And sometimes you get lost. Like I'll find like if I'm like, I'll lock myself into an opinion and I'll forget I'm doing a show. I'm, yeah. Like I'm, I'm lost right. in this argument that's been going on for 20 minutes that everybody got tired of after six. Yeah, they tuned out. Absolutely. And you're right. Sometimes it's more interesting or entertaining to get them to spit their opinion out. And you can just... I always feel like if I don't at least let them know I disagree, even if I don't debate them, I try to like let them know I disagree because otherwise I feel like, like by eye rolling or you're going like, <laughs> <laughs> you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you suck your teeth. Mm-hmm. But at least telling them I don't agree with that. I feel like that I'm being dishonest if I don't tell them that. And I'm not even saying I am. I just, I, that's my instinct is to always tell them because otherwise people like well they were there and you didn't tell them you disagreed with them but now you'll tell them when they leave so to avoid that like right. you know, like it's right. cowardly to to not address them but it's better to probably not debate them unless if we're asking their opinion like i'll ask questions like like you don't think that's crazy okay you know what i mean right. and just say it like sure. that in a way that's like i'm not like putting my name on this statement letting them have the statement and i'm more interested or not okay well let me get your opinion on this okay and try to hit multiple issues as opposed to getting locked into one. that's probably the better way to be and that's probably the more entertaining way to be so like you know we all look at the flaws we have as as performers and i've gotten too caught up in that sometimes and it's just because that's my nature i mean that's what i would do at the comedy store and i fucking argue with these dopes <laughs> yeah you think that's your flaw i think it's a flaw yeah because that you feel the need to to get that, into it that if there's confrontation like that I am very willing to engage it, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't need to be a confrontation with me. And right. it's stupid. At times, it's great and entertaining, and the crowd loves it, and people in the audience loves it, and they're like, fucking get them. And other times, it just gets boring for the audience, and that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So like, there's times where I've had arguments, I'm like, ugh, you embarrassing fuck. <laughs> Shut up. You know what I mean? You hear yourself, and like, ugh. But that's how you feel about yourself in general, right? It is, appropriately so. <laughs> um, yeah, but I listen to old Opie and Anthony clips. There's some stuff... Somebody uh, posted recently me and Anthony laughing at Colin Quinn spilling his diet soda on <laughs> Anthony's show. And that made me laugh watching it. Like a lot of the old clips with Anthony will make me laugh. Like right. things that we said because normally they were ridiculous or mean jokes. And I never feel guilty about mean jokes. Ever. I, when I listen to old Opie and Anthony clips, I, I tend to side with the fans that never liked me. <laughs> like I'll listen to it and I'll pipe up and say something. And I'm like, shut up, you fucking weasel. Like, what will you say? Just like little like I'll just pipe in and I'm like, it was a totally unnecessary. Why just say anything? Just let, <laughs> let the professionals do what they do. Like the like the, the stuff from years and years ago when I first started piping in. 06? Yeah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... um. And I'm sure you have answered this before, but I don't know the answer. So what did happen that led to the creation of the, of your show? Um, One late night, Jim <laughs> called me up to his hotel room. That's right. And I said, you need a massage? And he said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm giving him hepatitis. <laughs> we, um, 
You know, it was a natural after Anthony got fired. It was a natural progression. Opie and I didn't know what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. I never felt good doing the show without Ant. But again, we talked about it. We both agreed we should do it. it but wasn't you did like, it for a, a little two years. Oh yeah, it wasn't like Opie begged me to do it. I said I think we should do it. I mean, he said I think we should do it because again, it's a living. It's your job, right? Um, I was vocal from day one about wanting Anthony back. I was vocal from day one about supporting Anthony's show when it was on the air when he op- piped up. Uh, open up his own network, the mm-hmm. uh, uh, Compound Media. And um, Opie would support it at times, but I think he resented me because I was still very close to Anthony and very vocal on that show about Anthony. Um, and it built up this weird resentment for us. And I wasn't going to choose sides. And I certainly, with Anthony being the guy who got fired, wasn't going to not support my friend. Anthony's a volatile guy. He's not a perfect guy. Mm-hmm. But he's my friend and he's a comic genius. And I performed with him for 10 years. And I'm not going to not fucking promote his show. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to not go on his show. And so, Opie wished that you'd had I, He didn't say, hey, don't go on his show because he knew he couldn't. And he knew that I would have it would have gotten that would have been an aggressive response. Right. I think he was like, yeah, it's not worth it. But we just we didn't see eye to eye on the amount of energy we should have put into promoting Anthony mm-hmm. um, or to getting Anthony back on the show, even in a phone call. Was would that have been allowed? Because I remember he was like barred from the building, right? He still is barred from the building. Um, so at first it would not have been allowed. For a while it would not have been allowed. But at one point it would have. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after the first year, I think. We could have done phone calls. I was doing Ant Show. He could have done Ant Show. Yeah. Um, and whatever reason, he chose not to. That's up to him. But that, I think that's, I'm just answering your question. I think that contributed to the resentment we felt towards each other. Right. Um, you know, he had his reasons and I had mine. And... Um, you know, so we, the first day, the first guest uh, uh, Sam and I had on was Anthony on the phone. We couldn't have him in the building. And then that afternoon, he and Opie talked on the air, which was great for them. I mean, uh, Aunt may have called him and, and Opie took the call, but it was good he took the call. I just wish it had happened six months earlier, but it happened. I think it's good that it happened. Right. So the dissolution of the You and Opie show, what happened there? We had a couple of fights on the air. Once about, I think both were about Anthony. One was about, I don't remember what the first one was. One was about D.L. Hughley. Uh, oh, yeah, the D.L. one, yes. But that wasn't a bad one. We had a couple before that. That was like the third one, I think. Um, Esther Koo was in studio. Mm-hmm. Uh. And, um, and again, I'm fine with those fights because, again, there was so much tension between us. And I was literally, I was at that moment at least, I don't know if you've heard that fight, Mm-mm. but I was very taken aback by his response. I was, I was genuinely surprised in that moment that he said that. What did um, he say? Esther had asked something about, might have been the Patrice benefit coming up. This was back in December. Whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, you're going to go? Or because Anthony's going to be there or something? You're going to see Ant? And he said something about, and again, I'm, I'm, I haven't heard it since it happened. Mm. He said something like, oh, I'm not seeing him after what that fucking guy did. And I'm like, what? I literally was kind of surprised that he said that. Because yeah. I hadn't heard any new information of aggression. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, the shit he did. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm just, I, I'm like, why don't you tell me what you mean? He's like, oh, we're not that close. We're not that close. He said that to me on the air. Mm. So that's just kind of, we just argued uh, back and forth for quite a while. Were you hurt? Um, no, I was angry. I wasn't hurt um, because I felt, we, I, I didn't mind the honesty of that statement uh, because we weren't that close. I wasn't surprised like, oh my, what do you mean? Right. But it was more like, why are you fucking... Okay, if you want to say that to me publicly, when I haven't antagonized you, like I'm not fucking with you. It wasn't like I said, hey, man, you know, and then that was a response. I was asking a legit question. So I was kind of legitimately surprised at that. So, but no, I didn't feel hurt by it because uh, 
I, I didn't feel like we were that close. But I was more like, okay, if you want to talk to me publicly this way and you think I'm just going to tolerate it, you know, that, that annoyed me. Right. So uh, we argued for a while and then we survived the next year, but I knew it was time to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, my agent, who was also his agent, had said like that he had kind of wanted to cut my time down on the show. Um, Opie said it was because I had said I wanted to leave, but uh, I did, but it was because, you know, he was bringing in comedians. He was never asking me who I wanted. He was the boss. So uh, if, I'm like, if you're going to cut my time down when I know I'm funny on the show, um, I'm going to fucking respond uh, and, and try to, to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Sam, um, you were there for this? No. Sam I, was the night. I left the show probably, well, I left the show a year and a half ago uh, to start doing my own thing. And I was doing the night show by myself on the channel. Mm-hmm. So I was on from nine to midnight. So I had kind of separated myself entirely. Like, you know, cause I wasn't even awake while the show was on anymore. So, you know, I heard like the major stuff. Like I heard the fight that went down because did it upset you? No, I enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it really is nothing better. Than two guys argue. <laughs> I really liked it. Like I wasn't listening to the show. I was just listening to little bits here and there. And I listened to the whole thing like a couple of times. You did more than once. Yeah, it's almost two hours long. I yeah. I, yeah, I made the time to listen to it. Uh, You're a wrestling fan. Yeah, huge wrestling fan. Yeah, so I like uh, 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 conflict that uh, <laughs> is put on uh, under the guise of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so I wasn't there. No, I was doing my, uh, my night show by myself when all this was going on. But uh, at one point over the summer, but I knew that this was happening. Like, because... Jim was pretty vocal about uh, not doing a show with Opie, and Opie was vocal about being okay with that. Like, it wasn't this weird sort of, we hate each other, blah, blah, blah. It was like, they were still doing fine shows. Like, they were coexisting fine, but it was brought up regularly. Jim made no secret about the fact that in October, when the contract was up, he would not continue to do that show. And then with one fight, we had, sorry to interrupt you, Sam, we had a fight about D.L. Hughley at the end, which me, you know, it's fine. I really like D.L. a lot, but it was a booking issue. And then I'm finally like, if you're going to- did Opie not want him? No, he did want, I had a, a, a personal thing with D.L. who I, which was a stupid little thing. Um, but I was like, look, I don't want to help him promote. I like D.L., he's brilliant. But So then Opie booked him one day anyway, knowing I didn't want him. He's one of my very few guys. I was like, just, I don't want to have him in. And then um, Opie put him on. He goes, well, maybe you could step out while he's in. Um, <laughs> maybe he could replace you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, you know what? You do what you got to do. I stayed in, but I'm like, take my name off. Take my name off this fucking dog shit Twitter account. It Take was, my fucking! I was like, regret, like that's about what, how my feelings were. Right. But so, we knew- the drama though was so funny because I was here at the time. I was in L.A. doing other stuff, and like I didn't know anything was going on. But I was just looking, and the Twitter name for the show changed like three or four times within <laughs> twenty four hours. Like just all this drama of like, okay, Jim's name is off. Okay, Jim's name is on, but it's this exception. Okay, no, change it to this. Okay, it was great. And then Don Wickland came to me and said, buddy, we're going to leave it. I'm like, just do what you got to do. He goes, you guys know the show is ending. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be an unreasonable fool. If the company's happy with leaving our Twitter name that way for the <laughs> next month, let them. Um, and then anyway, we're doing all this negotiating. Sam and I are doing in the morning. And then Opie started poaching, posting beach videos, implying that we fucked him over, stabbed him in the back. So I'm like, you know, we addressed it on the air. I mean, we, we snipped about it on the air a little bit. 
And that was that. There's been no aggression since then, so I'm not going to bam out him unless he does. And what, um, to the extent you want to say, what is your issue with DL? Or what was oh, it? We, we, oh, it was a stupid thing. I was doing a pilot, and I had uh, asked him, would he do this little part in it, this thing? And he said, uh, like, oh, they, they had asked him, before, like, behind his management, he said, yes. Um, and then one day I saw him. He did our, our, our show one day. You know, just said, he was a great guest. And he goes, I'm doing something for you today. I didn't know if I should mention it because he had it. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, okay, after. And then he had to cancel last minute because he does radio. Okay, cool. So we're like, can you do it tomorrow? Because it's the last day we can get that studio space. Blah, blah. He goes, yeah, absolutely. His people said yes. He just canceled last minute again. And I was on the road. And we got someone else to do it. It was fine. But he, I had emailed him a script and he never got back to me. I said, your input would be welcome. I think you're great. If he had written me back and said, dude, I'm like, hey, man, this happened. It's a never responded to my thing and then just cancel so that offended me that's like we know each other a long time and you don't even think enough of me as a person to say look man this is what happened i didn't say you owed me but if i'm willing to have you in something and you accept it at least have the courage so whatever so i didn't want him on the show after that because i'm like i can't be that much of a fucking cuckold that a guy does that and then i have him in i'm not gonna motherfuck the l because i think he's great i really do think he's a brilliant comedian so anyway he came in and uh, I wasn't going to wreck the interview. I wasn't going to sabotage it. It's not my thing. I didn't say anything during the interview. Um, and I literally didn't think it was registering. At the end, DL said something about, um, oh, man, you've been quiet the whole interview. So I, was, I just said, ah, me and him have issues. Me and Opie have issues. That was it. And then Opie, of course, goes, well, tell him what it is. <laughs> so I did. Like, he probably thought that was going to get me and I would be afraid to tell DL. Right. But it's like, I don't know if you've not noticed. I'm not fucking afraid to be uncomfortably conflicting. Yeah. So I told DL. What it was. And uh, he, I was surprised that he apologized. And I, I felt like he meant it. And I was like, and immediately I was, I was like, okay, cool. So Opie's a healer in a way. Yeah, but it's almost like um, if you kick somebody in the balls and then when they're in the hospital, they're told they have cancer. <laughs> wow, you found out you had cancer because you got kicked in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that one really, I, I will was like, I'll never forgive that. Yeah. Um, but I, with DL, it wasn't a big deal because I believed he was genuine. I thought DL was, I literally, when I was telling him, thought he was going to go, man, I'm not obligated to you. Go fuck you. I really was expecting that response from him. And I was like, I kind of don't want to just end my friendship with this guy totally. But I was shocked when he said, I'm truly sorry for that. You're right. Right. And I was like, I'm like, okay. And that was done. And you know, you welcome on anytime. But it's weird how these little weird things, but some of the fans got mad. And it's like, look, man, we're, it's a personal thing when, you know, we're on the radio and we help guys promote for years and we love guys and we talk them up and we try to help them and we love having they help us. And then when someone treats you like, oh, you're just a fucking jerk off that I don't respect. It's like, ugh, you feel like stupid, you know? Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to. That hurt my feelings. When DL didn't get that hurt my feelings because that was surprising. Right. Yeah. I mean, to point but, at you when I say no, that. No, no, it's good. But you guys are all cool now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So I am curious, now that you guys, you referred to each other, I think, as like work Lovers. husbands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, physical husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm actually referred to as the wife. Yes, which is odd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering who knows whom better. And I have a little quiz that I put together oh, that I thought okay, cool. uh, we could do. Cool. Um, I know that it's definitive. But let me give you guys paper. It's, it's, a, it's written oh, in parts. And, uh, oh, good. This is go. complicated. Yes, it is. Well, like I'll this. ask. Oh, there's yeah, your I pen. Don't copy. <laughs> Why do I copy? Yeah, don't copy. 
Um, okay, so there's five questions and then a tiebreaker. Cool. And I will ask the question, and you each write down. Oh, that's good. Jim definitely is not going to be copied from. He's made like a little, a little block. <laughs> He's folded his paper in a way so that it is impossible for Sam to see. All right. Let me- <laughs> so for each question, you will write your answer, and then you'll write. Okay, so like the first question is, "What's your favorite TV show?" Or Rather, what's each other's favorite TV show? So you'll each write what you think the other one's favorite TV show is, and then what your own, what your your answer is. Is that the question? Yes, that's the first question. Okay. What is the other person's favorite TV show? Okay. And then, okay. Everyone have their answers down. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, I'm writing mine, and now I'm writing Jim's. Right? That's how it works. Yes. yes. I have to write my own. Yeah, because when he oh. says what he thinks yours is going to be, you got to say what. Okay. Okay. Now, I forget, Jeff. Did we decide it is more interesting to to do question, answer, question, answer, or do we do all the five questions and then we do the answers? Question, answer, question, answer. Okay. All right. Then I better be able to keep score here. Um, Sam and Jim. Okay. Okay. So, Sam, what do you think Jim's favorite television show is? I crossed off The Ropers and wrote The Wire. And Jim, what is your favorite te- television show? <laughs> Rich man, poor man. No, that's not true. All right. I should have copied. Your favorite TV show is Rich Man Poor Man. Yes. Since when? You've never brought that up. Okay. Jim, what do you think Sam's favorite television show is? Roots. That's not. <laughs> I didn't put that. I put Raw. Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that's correct. That's okay. Correct. Point for Jim. <laughs> Sabotage. <laughs> Question number okay. two What do you think each other's greatest regret is? And also, what is your greatest regret? Um, Sam's greatest regret? Mm hmm. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'd like to point out, there's no hesitation in either one's answer writing. I know. They all seem to have, they have it. We know each know. other very well. Yes, we do. Fresh in their minds. Okay, Sam. What yeah. do you believe Jim's greatest regret is? Jim's greatest regret is. Oh, I had to write. Oh, yeah. Okay. His uh, ex-girlfriend having a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim, what was, do you? What was is that it? your greatest regret? Yeah, Sam's greatest regret is he married her. <laughs> uh, no, my greatest regret is uh, is that I. Uh, I, I I quit dance school. <laughs> All right. I didn't know you'd quit. <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't know you'd quit. That yeah. sucks, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jim, what is Sam's greatest regret? <laughs> you can read it. Okay. <laughs> Why do you want Allison to I'm read laughing. it? Molesting children. <laughs> <laughs> That's... And Sam, what'd you write? No, I wrote uh, Moving to Mornings with Jim. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No points on the board for that one. Oh, shucks. (laughs) 
<laughs> Third question. Wait, so so far Jim's in the lead. He's yeah, winning. Yeah, he knows you better than you know him. Wiping the floor with you. <laughs> At what age did your co-host lose his virginity? <laughs> Okay. Does everyone have their their what they think the other one's answer is and and yeah. the truth? Yeah, I feel confident. Okay, yeah. Sam, when did Jim lose his virginity? <laughs> Two and a half months. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's not true. No. Forty three years. <laughs> is the truth? Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> I got it wrong. And uh what do you think about Sam? I put six months. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I knew you were gonna go so I had to go lower. <laughs> I know, if I had an ounce of comedic integrity, I would have said two days. <laughs> it was, no, it was 18. Yeah. 18 is the correct answer. Thank you, beta. What was your, what's your actual correct answer? 18. Okay. It's together. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Fourth question. <laughs> what is your co-host, what will he say is his biggest pet peeve? Uh, um... Uh, mine. <laughs> okay, does everyone have their answers? Yeah. Sam, what is Jim's biggest pet peeve? Vagina. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> not true. <laughs> what, and, and what is your biggest pet peeve, actually? Anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, I got that one wrong. Huh? Yes. And uh, Jim, what is Sam's biggest pet peeve? Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what is your biggest pet peeve? Chip Chipperson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, <laughs> finally, <laughs> what is the first thing your co-host does when he gets home from work? Uh, oh boy. Hmm. Um. Oh boy. Huh. All right. Yes. Sam, what is the first thing you think Jim does when he get home? Gets home from work. When he firstly, Jim goes to the gym. <laughs> right oh. after he gets home from work, he goes to the gym. No. And what do you write? Oh yeah. What do, what is it that you do? I spit Sam's cum out. <laughs> wow, you go, all, you carry it all the way home. Yes, I do. Yeah. It's in his contract. <laughs> uh, but is it really go to the gym? Sometimes, because I, I feel like I almost feel like you, you should get a po- feel like you should get a point for that. I bet it is. Okay, it's the cum thing. Yeah. Uh, Jim, what is the first thing Sam does when he gets home from work? He spits my cum out. <laughs> You guys really are on equal footing. Yeah, no, Jim's right about that, too. First thing I get, spit Jim's come out. So that's, that's two points for Jim. What'd you write, really? Eat. Come. <laughs> okay. Well, then. That was a landslide. Jim, congratulations. You, you are the big winner with one point. Oh, thank you. Uh, let's take some questions that listeners sent in on Twitter. They send them in, they're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. 
Okay. For Jim, <laughs> who do you like better, Greg Gutfeld or Tom Shalhoub? A, as a red-eye host, B, fighting each other in the octagon. Um, fighting each other in the octagon, I would take Gutfeld. I think he would just run under the legs of Tom Shalhoub. <laughs> um, and as a host, it's hard to say. I got very used to Greg Gutfeld, and he was there for so many years. I've only done Tom's show twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd have to say Greg, but it's just because I've only done Tom's show twice. We did it together, not Tom. Tom's Greg's, version, yeah. I've done, right? I did Greg's. I yeah. literally did Greg's show. I probably did it 80 to 100 times with Greg. Right. And I've only done it twice with Tom. Um, okay. Narrator asks... Uh, is it strange, awesome, strange slash awesome slash awkward that one of you is into MMA and the other is into pro wrestling? What were the questions? Is it strange, awesome, or awkward that one of you is into MMA or the other is into pro wrestling? D, I would say irrelevant. <laughs> uh, I think it's good. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, we actually talked about that before. We think it's really good because Jim has a big, uh, the big UFC podcast. It's UFC's podcast. That he hosts, and I have a big wrestling podcast, so it's not only is it two kind of giant brands and audiences that come together for the show, but it's also stuff that we do outside the show that we both like. Yeah, and it proves that we both like watching men in short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it gives us things outside to do, and uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's something, neither one of us feels like, oh, we can only do this. It's good to have other stuff. Mm. John Randall says, Will Jim Norton ever stop living dangerously, or is that why I love him? Um, yeah, you get sick of it after a while. You get you get bored of the lack of predictability. So yeah, I, I think so. Um, Depends on what you mean by dangerous. Like, will I ever turn my cap forward? No, sir, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, academic degenerate says, "Hey, Allison, ask them if they will ever do any live shows in front of an audience." Yeah, we were just talking about that. We we're uh, actually today trying to figure out what cities would be good, but we uh, really, really want to do that. Soon this yes. year, or well, probably next year because this year's got one month left in it. But yeah, oh. within within the year, we'd like to do a couple. Yeah. Yes, nice. And, you- and the rule will be that they must be white. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you guys travel well together? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's annoying, but yeah, yeah Jim breaks out it. Like I like doing podcasts uh, with people that Jim isn't a hundred percent like doesn't see on a daily basis because he doesn't break out his characters. As much like if we're doing oh, so your these show, are, really are your pet peeves, or your character Chip really is your pet peeve. Yeah, Chip goes everywhere with us. Everywhere, <laughs> he spit on me today by by mistake. Oh. But Sam also, as I was falling asleep, he's putting the massage option on my chair and ruining my trip. <laughs> so it's just fun. You can't I just, talk texting is awful with him because he just yells shit. So you have to type it, but you get used to it. He likes to see, he likes to Siri text. Yeah, Jim does, and yeah. I don't I don't believe in Siri texting, so I don't no, want the people either. around me. I don't let them do it because I'll add to the text. Yeah, it's really awful. So it's really hard. I, I hit the button. And I'm like, lift your skirt. I'll suck your cock. But it just keeps jumping in and ruining it. <laughs> Wait, why do you like to text that way? Because Dana Gould also is like yelling, period. <laughs> no, it's, it's easier. It's easier than typing, especially if you're driving. That's true. And uh, I, I fuck up a lot. But I mean, it beats looking down. I fuck up typing with my hands too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's do just mirror everyone. But first... I like to catch Jeff off guard. But first, I want to say, listeners, uh, holidays are coming up. Probably doing your holiday shopping. Click through the Amazon banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. Um, and So you can do all your Amazon shopping that way. Sends a few um, nickels my way. Helps out the show. 
thank you so much for your Amazon support. Also, subscribe, iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. And I am on Patreon. Are you guys familiar with Patreon? Yes. No, what is it? It's sort of like um, GoFundMe, but on an, it's not project specific. It's more of on an ongoing basis. So it's you monthly, can, right? Yeah, it's what? monthly. So you can, there's a lot of podcasters that are on there. It's really cool. I was very hesitant to do it, but now that I've been there for a few months, I love it. Um, you set different reward levels. So like for, you know, an extra this month, they get an extra episode or they get ex- you know, access to an exclusive live stream. You can just choose all your things. Um, and then there's also an activity feed that you have access to with, with, which is a lot of like interaction with the fans. Um, it's really, I'm having a really good time. I think the Patreon supporters are also having a good time. So that's another way to support the show. And it's super fun. And to find out more, go to patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. Let's do just mirror everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me? Or everyone. Okay, so the way this works is listeners send in things that, excuse me, things they think or do where they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? And then we weigh in as well. Um, So Ratso Rizzo says, have two cats. Use alternate names when talking about them so they don't know it. No, I've never done that. I feel like animals know if you're talking about them. I mean, they might know their name, but animals don't know what you're saying. They don't speak. They don't understand the language. No, but I've done. I that. agree with both. Uh, I agree with both with what I said and with what you said, even though they're absolutely contradictory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like you'll talk. Like if a pet's in the room, I'll ref- yeah, I'll refer to it as kicked. <laughs> <laughs> that way, he doesn't know you're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I think it's unhealthy. I've- you're putting too much. The person probably needs more human friends. You're putting way too much emotion and thought and all that into this animal. Yeah. They could give two shits what you're saying. Like, if you say its name, it'll perk up its ears, and then it won't understand what you're saying, and it will it just will yeah. just sit there and be an animal. Yeah. It's a dumb animal. Um, it doesn't speak the same It's going to go into the bathroom, take a shit in a sandbox, and wait for you to feed it. Yes. Like, that's what it'll do. Do you have pets? I have a dog. A labradoodle named Lila Garrity. Oh yeah, I'm. I have to say, after listening to your answer, I fi- I I did not expect that the answer was going to be that you have a labradoodle. Yeah. Did you know he has a labradoodle, Jim? I did. Yes. It's a big I gave dog. It to him. <laughs> it's an anniversary gift. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, for us, it was for our the, one week anniversary of radi- radioing. <laughs> uh, Patrick Ryan says, "Just mirror everyone. Slide jeans on. Toenails get." F- this is hard for me to read. Toenails get flipped up and nearly torn off by the inside bottom hem. Ugh. Yeah, that has ha- I've ha- I've had that I've never had a toenail ripped off, but I have had that like oh that was uncomfortably close. Wait, but yeah. a man wrote that. A man wrote that. Cut he your toenails. He must have very bad foot hygiene. It's yeah. probably what happens is there's probably such rot that his toenail <laughs> is is sitting on top of his skin like a fucking corn chip and dip, and it probably <laughs> easily comes ripped. Like he probably oh. literally has to pat them down. Okay, you mean because he doesn't wash his feet, they're all fungi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joe Katie says things I would never buy at a ninety nine cent store: condoms and pregnancy tests. Actually, pregnant there. I never bought pregnancy tests at a ninety nine cent store, but there are. There's like a whole there. 
when I was trying to get pregnant, I would look at some message boards sometimes and there's like, there's so many, there's such a community of women trying to get pregnant and like taking pictures of their pregnancy tests. And there's all this, there's such a subculture around pregnancy tests. And there's a brand that is sold at the dollar store that a lot of women do buy. And no, I would not buy condoms there either. No, if you buy condoms at the dollar store, that would be why you had to go back to get a pregnancy test at the dollar store. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's related. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't believe in condoms, and I don't need pregnancy tests because I always give the wrong name. <laughs> so it's not relevant I thought to you me. used the wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that happens, too. Sometimes she's like, I want to make a baby. And I'm like, well, I'm trying in here. <laughs> <laughs> Jill Katie says, annoyed after I click unsubscribe and the first thing they do is send an email to confirm you don't want their emails. Yeah, that's super annoying. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's everyone. That's, that's infuriating. I also don't like when you click unsubscribe and then it becomes – I feel like clicking unsubscribe, it should be done. As right, opposed like out to of like, my life. Yeah, there's yeah. A, now a flow chart you have to fill out. Yeah, why did you unsubscribe? Right. Like this is why. And are you sure you want to unsubscribe from all of our emails? Yes. Yeah. Definitely, and from these questions right, <laughs> right now. I won't do it. I just unsubscribe, or I call the police. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, I call the police. Excuse me, I clicked unsubscribe, and I got an email? Yeah. Police, help. Can you send someone? <laughs> That's what 911 is for. Absolutely. They have, used it. Yeah. I'm offended, says, have to use the bathroom while shopping. Don't hold back on the farts so they know I'm not stealing. I mean, I never thought about that. So you fart on your way to the bathroom? So that, what, what? I think in the bath. I think... Oh, I was thinking in the bathroom he doesn't hold back on the farts. What type of a guilty conscience is he? If, if, they thought, right? if they thought everybody that went to the bathroom was stealing, they would take the bathroom out. Plus, if you're in the bathroom slipping the clothing on under your clothes, you could still be farting up a storm. Yeah, you'd probably be farting because you're nervous. Right. You're about to get away with a big caper. <laughs> yeah. And you pass gas, you break wind because you're stealing all the clothes. This has come up on the show before, but my understanding is that men don't really hold back on farts in public restrooms ever. Women are always holding back on their farts. I don't hold back on farts at a wake. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even like try to just silently squeeze it out versus letting it fly? No. Here's what he'll do. No, here's what he'll do if he's at a wake. He will see he will he'll silently squeeze it out. But then even with it with his black suit on and his white little shirt popping through, he just starts waving no. it over to the person <laughs> next to him. And he's got a stupid smile on his face as everybody else is crying because he knows that they're all smelling his putrid gas. What I'll do is I'll go up to the body and I'll drop a nice fucking slow release stinker and then I'll watch the next fucking mortar. <laughs> go ahead, kneel in it, stupid. <laughs> Say your final goodbyes. <laughs> is his body rotting already? <laughs> Caucus O'Flanagan says, want a life like everyone in prescription drug ads are living, minus the medical condition. They all do seem to be having fun on the beach or at some kind of party. Yeah, or, or uh, uh, hanging out in tubs that are next to each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, everybody who's on pills seems very happy in those commercials. Yeah. I've got to take more pills. Have you guys tried uh, antidepressants? No. I've been scared to because I'm afraid they'll change my creativity and my mood, so I don't. I've, I've been, I, my, my, uh, I would for that reason. <laughs> yeah, they, actually, yeah, they'll probably improve it. Yeah. yeah, I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid of my mind. Cause I've seen too many people on it and they have that white spittle, the, sp- the, the fucking. The spittle, the, the SSRI sp- spittle. The, the spittle of the manic depressive. <laughs> I'm doing good. Things are good. That's great. Even keeled. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. No, it scares me. Yeah, I also never, I never have, but there's so many people I know who try them who say that they don't change their personality yeah. and they feel better. So I don't know. 
now I'm wiping at the corners of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm self-conscious. Um, okay. And then Adam says, I feel bad when someone calls me and I'm the wrong number. I'm sorry I couldn't be who you wanted me to be, random stranger. No, never. I'm just annoyed. Yeah. This is the same guy with the bathroom thing. She's got this guilty conscience of like, oh, I just want to please everybody. May- that's I why, want to maybe that's sure my audience. day is good. <laughs> No, I, I pretend to be the person. Do you? My dad used to do that. And I say I have that. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad that did that? He didn't say he had cancer, but he would pretend to be the person. And I was like, this is so deeply antisocial to do that. Hey, is this Joe? Yes, I have cancer. Yes, it is. I, listen, I've been arrested. You're going to hear some things about images on my hard drive. Don't believe them. I have to go. I have to go. <laughs> Are you a prank caller? Or were you? No, I used to be. I used to be a, a mean prank caller. Like what? This is when I was like 15. We would look up people in the phone book, like, uh, and we would just say, like, We're going to get you, boy. We're going to kill you. I would threaten people's lives. Just threaten to kill people. Yeah. I used to get high. I used to get high with my friends, and we would, there was this one nun. This, I forget what it was. What were you getting high on? We were drunk and like smoking dope or doing yeah. fucking coke, and I would get fucked up and be at this buddy's house. And there was like this place, like this hotline for abuse that these nuns ran. So I would always call. <laughs> Pretend I was being raped and molested. <laughs> I was like 14. We're all horrible. My kids. friends were all laughing. <laughs> yeah. People needed that line for help. Yes, they did. I was tying it up with malarkey. <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Does Jim ever freak you out? Uh, not really. What do you mean freak me out? Just hearing stuff like this. No. Because you seem like someone who didn't do this stuff. No, I didn't. I mean, I was. I was no, well, I wasn't molested as a child. So I don't I think I was either. I, yeah, he doesn't. I think he probably was, but uh, I don't mean to laugh. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. I've known Jim for a long time, and I don't know. I, I find it very easy to find humor in the things that he finds humor in, and and just I tend to accept people as they are. You know, I I know a lot of oddballs, so uh, I, I I don't really find myself getting freaked out at the idea that other people live differently than me because. There are probably plenty of people that think that I'm doing it wrong, you know? I think he called you an oddball. He's not wrong. <laughs> Jim's a little left of center. Sure. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show. This was very yeah, fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was us. great talking to you. People um, can listen to us Monday through Friday, 8 to 11 East Coast on Sirius XM. Okay. Uh, usually I have the guests do their plug last, but I'm going to have... But but. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's Okay. I just I'm I mean I'm having to adjust, but Can it's we do fine. it again. At no, the let's end, just make it, Let's just leave it sloppy. <laughs> oh no, I'm coming back. I'm do you coming want back us, to you? Can Hang you delete on the podcast? <laughs> See if I had offered, <laughs> oh, then oh. it'd be one thing. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at ARIYMBF. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Okay, so now plug everything you want to plug and tell them where they can find you on Twitter and all that if you want to. Well, you can get the show. Across all forms of social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, at Jim and Sam Show. Uh, you can listen to the show every morning, 8 a.m. Eastern to 11 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, XM 103, Series 206. And you can follow me across all forms of social media at Not Sam. JimNorton.com and my Twitter's Jim Norton if you want to see my tour dates. And, um, you know, listen to us on the radio. Perfect. Thank you guys so much, listeners. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. 
Rosie. 